This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. Welcome to this edition of How We See It. I'm John Morris. Our guest today on this segment of How We See It is Yelena Popovic, the director and producer of the movie Man of God, the story of St. Nectarios. Yelena joins us by telephone. I understand you're in Greece right now? Yes, I'm in Greece right now. What what part? Uh, on an island. It's very nice. <laughs> I'm on an island called Spetsas. Okay. It's like about two hours from Athens. I'm just picturing uh, the the beauty it, of the country. It's humid, and it's not as humid as in Florida. I, I know that that also makes it easier. Have you been to Florida? I've been to Florida. I actually lived in Miami for a couple of months. I think at the time I was, actually the first time I entered U.S., I entered through Miami. You're originally from Serbia, is that right? Yes, I'm originally from Serbia. It was Yugoslavia when I left. Okay. Um, it took me a while to actually not say I'm from Yugoslavia as I grew up there, but now I, it's been a while. The country has been split apart, so I'm Serbian. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. This is now we're going a little personal here. With all the, the conflict that's gone on in that part of the world over the last few decades, mm-hmm. has that impacted your career and your faith journey? You know, to be honest, I'm sure it had a lot to do with me leaving. You know, I, I grew up with a father who was a top civil engineer in the country, who at the time ended up actually, I can maybe get more into detail, but it's connected to the film. He was somebody who didn't want to do unethical things to further his career, and and therefore he was unjustly prosecuted. Mm. So that's what, what I think because of that. And then later the war broke out in the country. I definitely wanted to leave. And thank God I had that opportunity. I'm grateful for that. It wasn't easy to go on my own at the age of 17, but I always had a strong faith. Yes, it wasn't. Uh, later on, I had discovered uh, things further into my faith, but I, I had always faith in God. And, and I, I, it was my faith that I think kept me alive and and saved me throughout my life. You know, as I ask that question and, and you're talking, I can't help but think about the Ukrainians and what they're going through and the stories that will probably come out and that are already starting to evolve here over the last couple of months that, you know, despite the tragedy, we might even see, who knows, maybe a saint come out of this. You never know. Oh, I, I, I am sure. Listen, it, it's definitely uh, something that I, I was somebody who avoided war, but I, as my, my country was bombed and was going through war, I was in the U.S., and my friends went through that, and it, it's definitely something that I pray to God ends soon because it's certainly a horrifying experience. So Man of God was released, limited here in the U.S. back in the spring, and now it's being offered on Blu-ray and DVD and streaming through Amazon, iTunes, Apple TV, and so forth. Tell our listeners about St. Nectarios. Many people probably don't know him. We're a Catholic radio station, but we know the Greek Orthodox and the Orthodox Church has some saints that we don't have, but that we do recognize. No, of course. Well, as a matter of fact, I just to share this with you, I actually started going to church. This is what I wanted to share. I always had faith, but because I grew up at, at the country where at the time the communism played a big part in even ex-Yugoslavia and the Eastern Bloc, and, and uh, going to church wasn't something that people were doing. Even people that uh, practiced faith, it was more kind of hidden in a way, because it just simply, uh, you can understand what I'm sure. trying to say. It wasn't 
it was just prevented. Not to mention uh, in Russia where people were killed, you know, at the time right. when if you even mention God or, or saints or anything like that. So I didn't know anything about Jesus Christ, our Savior. I didn't know anything about Holy Virgin Mary. I mean, this is surprising, maybe, but I really didn't. But I knew there was a father who took care of me, and, and, I, and I went to church often to pray. I liked going to church, but I didn't have any knowledge about the religion or anything like that. It was later on, after I read the Holy Scriptures, after I read the Bible when I was in the U.S., that I discovered who our Lord was, and, and I had... I furthered my connection with him. I, I always felt uh, his presence uh, actually very strongly. I shared that with people whenever it was appropriate. And then after the, I, I got baptized in the Serbian Orthodox Church, as I was from Serbia at age of 21, because my parents didn't baptize me. And at age of 25, after the birth of my older son, Michael, I basically went, I had my first communion and the confession. And I'm saying this because I've had an interesting experience. I really, I, I can say this, it's not an imagination. It's something I really have experienced. I've experienced the presence of grace for about six to seven hours mm. after having my first communion, but I was laughing and crying at the same time for that mm. period of time. Wow. And I remember calling my good friend Merida at the time. We were really close friends. And as I never really consumed alcohol, I remember calling her, and in that state, she said, oh, my God, Yelena, you finally got drunk. I said, I'm not drunk. I, I've actually experienced something else. But, you know, I didn't get into details, but that, that's ever since then, and, and probably because of that gift that God had bestowed upon me, I, I, I stayed in the church, and I started practicing my religion a little more seriously in the sense I start working on myself and uh, trying to get as close to God as possible. And, and I didn't know much about St. Nectarius, even though I started reading books on different saints. I really, starting from the year 2000, I read a lot of different books on our Holy Fathers and saints that uh, many of them we both venerate, as you said. And I always enjoy reading about their life. It was very inspiring and encouraging, and it gave me strength. Until after my father had passed away, when I went to one-year memorial of him passing away in 2012, I was in Belgrade, Serbia, and after the Mass uh, in one of the churches, I, I saw a book about him. I heard about him, but I didn't know much about him. And when I read his story, I was, as I mentioned, probably was very close to home because he was somebody who was unjustly prosecuted throughout his whole life. Hmm. He had a lot of faith. He lived by faith. And, and there were a lot of things that were very personal to me. He is a Latter-day Saint. He passed away in 1920. He is somebody that's very much beloved in Greece and Serbia and Romania and uh, different Orthodox uh, places. And, um, but because of that personal understanding of his story, I got this strong desire to make a film about him as I felt that I would be able to bring him to people's hearts. And that was my intention. That was your, that was your goal that then? Yes, that was my goal, to bring this uh, incredible story of, of, story of uh, self-sacrifice, a story of uh, incredible love and forgiveness. And I felt it would be, even before this whole mess had broken out in, uh, in uh, the war in, in Europe, uh, I, I, I felt it would be a film that would be relevant nowadays. And, and it really stresses the... Uh, first, it, it's, an, a very it's an incredible story of this man's love and forgiveness and, at the same, and his faith. I, I think uh, it, it really, this um, virtue that he has, which is humility, 
It's something that maybe we have sort of forgotten. We live in a society that we can't really put blame now anybody for that in particular, but we simply do live in a society where we tend to forget about our, our own wrongdoings, but we tend to point fingers on everybody else, Right. which uh, kind of, uh, unfortunately, it builds the world that slowly stops repenting and, and, and getting on the right path, and the world where, where anger grows and love is kind of diminishing, and which results sometimes in catastrophes like wars. And, and I think the only way to avoid that would be that incredible love and forgiveness and humility that we need. So... Yeah, it just happened to have uh, importance nowadays. You look back at the life of our Lord, and he was persecuted by both the religious leaders and by the government. And it was a lot of times the religious leaders that were pressing the government to take action. Mm -hmm. A lot of parallels between that story and St. Nectarios. Correct. And I felt because of that, uh, I mean, not only it's a Christ-like story, but I feel that kind of ask, that story is relevant nowadays because a lot of people, almost everyone can relate to that on some kind of level. The unjust prosecution, uh, whether it's from their friends or family or from the government or from even religious leaders, definitely. Uh, we've seen a lot of things. A lot of people are kind of shying away from the church because of things like that. But um, I hope that this film can maybe help people on some level find, you know, it's basically I made this film on, to be honest, for those that suffer the most. That's yeah. what I really felt, that yeah. it would be beneficial to people that are in a lot of pain, people that are looking for a way out, and a film that hopefully gives hope to people. You know, many people here in the U.S., you know, we, we've seen films over the decades, going back to the, the, the 30s, 40s, all the way up till today, We've seen streaks of religious or faith-based movies being made, going back to, I remember the song of Bernadette, to even most recently Father Stew, uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie. And it seems like oftentimes it's jealousy through some of the characters that brings the, the protagonist forward, whether it be a church official or maybe another uh, religious, someone going along in the faith, but having some kind of an envious streak. I think that's reflective of our society today, as, as you, you talked about. Yes, and for, yeah, well, we always, as you know, that we all have faults, and, and the best is if we can all work on ourselves and, and, and try to, you know, as uh, our Lord says, uh, before you try to take out a thorn from your brother's eye, you should take out a big piece from your own eye. You know, if we can um, do that, definitely we would have more peaceful life ourselves, and the world will be a better place. And I, and I think that this peace, to find peace inside, to, to have, when the Lord left the world, he, he didn't say, I leave you the money, I leave you health, I leave you many other things that we all desire, and it's okay to have all that. But he said, I leave you the, the peace. I leave you the peace. Because without peace in our hearts, we cannot ever be free. And we, we cannot really exist in, in freedom and, and in peace. So, so, so it's, it's like that's really the most important thing. I don't think we, we realize how important that is, but it is the most important thing of one's existence is to have peace in our heart. And everything kind of re- revolves around that. Yeah. If that's taken away, a person cannot be happy. They can never be satisfied. They always blame somebody else for something. And 
it starts with an individual and then it, it, it kind of infects the whole society. And, and that's why I believe that the only way to fix things are on an individual level and going back to, to the roots and, and really trying to find that peace within ourselves. If you're just joining us, our guest is Yelena Popovic, who is the director and producer of the movie Man of God, the story of St. Nectarios. Yelena, being a female director, there's not a lot of them, frankly. We've seen a few, but it seems like there's we're starting to see more. What influenced you to get behind the, the camera? You know, to be honest, by the way, I'm very happy to see there are a lot more women directors out there, and I see more and more of us, So, which is, uh, that's a good thing. And as far as I'm concerned, I honestly, I've studied acting, writing, and directing at Playhouse West in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's a great school. It's a method training. A lot of great talent came out. It's, it's originally, it was, a, it was an actor studio, and it's the same method that, you know, gave birth to a lot of great directors, such as Elia Kazan, Sinil Ahmed great actors like Pacino, De Niro, people, you know, uh, uh, Robert Duvall. Uh, sure. It's, it's a great training. And I must say I've learned everything I know there. And I started as an actress, and then I wrote my own script. I didn't really think... I directed a smaller film uh, a few years back in 2013, and I've, I, had a, I had a good experience directing. And I'm good at working with actors because I studied acting myself and I really enjoyed that process. However, with this particular film, because this was so personal to me, I felt that I had to direct this. And because I ended up directing it, I I realized that I really enjoy it. So I just think with me it happened organically. And I'm I'm really grateful for all the people that have given me a chance. So I, I realized that I... I think I'm I'm good at working with people, and I have a good sense for it. So hopefully I'm going to direct some more films in the future. <laughs> Who's influenced you in your directing? Is there, is there a female uh, or a male that you're like, Man, I, wish mm, I don't really, you know, I didn't, I mean, listen, uh, Liliana Cavani is a great director. She's a female. She's done uh, some amazing films that I like. I was also very much influenced, or I am influenced. I like uh, John Huston. I like uh, Milos Forman, but I don't, um, I just, in general, I love movies and I've seen a lot of films. And I think influencing, I, I think it's the, the way that I work, and it's something maybe that I've learned at my school, is that I try to find material that I find very personal to me. And that's when I get inspired. I, I'm not kind of, I don't try to get idea just to impress somebody or, or, or try to come up with a great idea. But if I find something that I feel that I understand on a personal level, then I, I feel that I can uh, be truthful in that work and, and bring out the truth in, uh, in, in what I do. Now, I know to make a film, you want to reach as broad an audience as possible. This was about a Greek saint, but I noticed you did it in English. Is that yes. to reach the broader audience? Well, I felt that his story is a universal story. The story of a man that's prosecuted unjustly uh, is, is a story that we all can relate to on some level. And even the, the, the things that you have brought up, uh, he was not only prosecuted by the government, but also some, some of his religious people around him. And uh, it's something that we see a lot and something that is relevant for all different faiths and all different denominations, including for people that maybe don't have faith. And because a lot of people that have seen this film, 
they felt like uh, really moved by it, and they were not people of faith even. So I made it purposely the way I wanted to make it is to bring this character, because it's a Greek Orthodox saint, because it's maybe a subject that a lot of people are not familiar with. I, the way we filmed it, I had a very good director of photography, and the way we did it is that I brought the audience, or I tried to bring the audience inside of his head, and, and one can feel what he's feeling while watching the movie. So, so surroundings are not too important. The importance was placed on, on what the character was going through. So because of making it very personal, I, and, and it's in English for the international audience, I, I don't think you have to know much about uh, Greek Orthodoxy or uh, Greek Orthodox saints to have to see this film. I noticed Mickey Rourke plays a part in this film, uh, a small part, but an influential part. Talk about his presence, and without giving too much of the film away, um, I mean, you can read about it on online, but what's what was the impact of the role that he played? Well, I really, when I, when I wrote that part, I thought of Mickey, and there was, for a couple of reasons, I thought of him, and that was, at that point, it was just my wish, right? First of all, uh, we all know Mickey is a, is a great actor. Uh, he, especially in the acting community, we, I mean, even people not, not in acting community, but especially where, where I studied in my school, uh, we, we know Mickey is one of the greatest actors out there. He's capable of incredible work, regardless of, of, of his ups and downs and his personal demons that he's struggling with. He's a great artist and a very good actor. I saw him, the, the reason I thought of him for this particular role was many, I don't know how many years ago, forgive me now, I don't know exactly the year that film came out, but the film is called The Pledge. It was the film that Sean Penn directed. Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson played the lead. In that film, there were a lot of sort of Benicio Del Toro had a part. I remember going to the premiere uh, with a friend of mine, and I remember watching this movie. It was a difficult story, story of a, of a, of a serial killer. And Jack Nicholson was playing a, a cop who was trying to find this person. And I, I thought it was good film, but, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily, I was just sitting there watching it. And then all of a sudden, Mickey, Mickey's scene comes up. He had only one scene, but he basically played a man who was in a mental asylum because his daughter was murdered. And Jack Nicholson was going to interview him in order to find, to investigate, because he was investigating the case. And this was the most amazing performance I've ever seen anybody give on a, on a movie screen. Mm. And I was so taken by this performance that even later when I met Mickey, when I saw him, I, I, we talked about it. He just uh, uh, he shared his experience and how he approached the role. And that really stuck with me, that performance. So because this particular role, I'm not going to give it away. I think he's at his best at it. And... It required somebody who had uh, an, an incredible acting chops and somebody who had a kind of big heart, who had a lot of heart. And I knew Mickey had a, has a lot of faith. Mickey is a Roman Catholic, uh, regardless of, of what people might think. He is very devout. He, he does rosary three times a day. Mm. I mean, in one of the interviews that he has given recently, as a matter of fact, he talked about it. And he had said, to quote him, he said, a lot of people might be surprised to hear this about me. But for me, this is what he says, for me, doing rosary three times a day, it, it probably, that's probably the reason I'm still alive and I'm not in jail. He has a lot of faith. And, 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 and because of that, once I got hold of him and, and after, he, after him reading the script, he decided to do the film. Mm. 
and we see him toward the end of the movie, I think, or toward the back end. Part. You see him toward the end of the movie, but yeah. it's a very, as you say, it's it's a very important role, and yeah, he's um, hard to recognize in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Let let me ask you this uh, before we wrap up: What is it that you think drew people to this saint when he was alive? I mean, he defied uh, church officials. They sent him away, and yet people still gravitated to him. People gravitated to him because he was a true man of God. He was he was a Christ-like figure. He was somebody who really cared about people. He lived by what he preached. People like that, they we cannot mistake in people like that. When, when, when you have that kind of presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you, anybody can feel it. So people loved him. He truly cared for people, especially for those in need. And this is what aroused jealousy, you know, amongst people that unfortunately sometimes even in the in the church positions they sometimes forget about the the Christ-like life and they care more about the power and, and money, which is obviously wrong. So he was exiled, he was prosecuted. But also another thing that I think makes the saint really special is that during his lifetime, a lot of he has performed a lot of miracles, and especially after his departure, he had, because he has passed away from cancer. Uh, Saint Nectarius of Egina has—I mean, there are like thousands of miracles that happen that people have found healing by praying to him. So this is something I wanted to share because nowadays, unfortunately, we see a lot of this terrible disease. It's almost like a pandemic. Mm, yeah. So I hope that people reach out to him because I've even personally seen miracles happen when people did. We've only got a couple of minutes left. What projects are you taking on right now? Are you going to be doing any more faith-based movies? I won't be doing only faith-based films, obviously, uh, but there is a project I would like to do. It's, a, it's about a third or fourth century saint that all the churches venerate. His name is St. Moses the Ethiopian, and it's a, it's a great story of, uh, of repentance. It's somebody who was a, a gang leader that basically had a incredible repentance and became not only a saint but a martyr for, for our Lord. Is that uh, something that we'll see in the next couple of years, or where, uh, well, is it in development? I, I, I hope so. I, it's in development. It's in development right now, and I, I think uh, the reason I, I would like to make that film is because I feel that it would help people. Again, it would help those that maybe feel there is no way, there's no point of return, that they cannot find a way, that uh, it's too late. Uh, this story, he's a great example of someone that, because of his incredible repentance, not only that he was forgiven and he found salvation, but he became a great martyr of God. The movie is Man of God, the story of St. Nectarios. If you want to find out more about this movie, go to manofgodthemovie.com. That's manofgodthemovie.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Yelena Popovic, director and producer of the movie Man of God, The Story of St. Nectarios, has been our guest today, and that's how we see it. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, visit myspiritfm.com slash howwesee it.